What does it take to launch a new financial brand in the age of AI? And what lessons can you learn from someone who is doing just that so that you can avoid the painful pitfalls while also maximizing your potential future growth at your bank, at your credit union, or at your fintech? Let's find out together on today's episode of Banking on Digital Growth. You're listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay, a podcast that empowers financial brand marketing, sales and leadership teams to maximize their digital growth potential by generating 10 times more loans and deposits. Today's episode is part of the Exponential Insights series, where James Robert Lay interviews the industry's top marketing, sales, and fintech leaders, sharing practical wisdom to exponentially elevate you and your team. Let's get into the show. Greetings and hello, I'm James Robert Lay, and welcome to another episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Exponential Insight series, and I'm excited to welcome Bill Bloom to the show. Bill is the founder of Diane Money, a financial app that helps you take the guesses and the stresses out of your money with the help of AI. He's also the founder of the Bloom Financial Company and host of the Retire As You Desire podcast, which I do recommend since I know that you already listen to podcasts. Welcome to the show, Bill. It's good to share time with you today, buddy. James, it's so great to see you again. I know we spent some time together back in Chicago a few months ago, and uh, it's great to be on the show again. It, it definitely is. And, you know, before we get into the progress that you have made the lessons that you have learned when it comes to building and now launching Diane Money. What is good right now in your world, personally or professionally? It is always your pick to get started on a positive note. Yeah, always start with the positive. It's a great takeaway. And my family and I, we just traveled to London with our one-year-old and three-year-old. So my wife and I said, let's go for it. Let's figure it out. I'm really glad we did it because not only did we figure out how to travel better with the kiddos, but dealing with the jet lag, dealing yeah. with that, and just figuring out life is a really great way to live. It was so special, great memories. We're going to laugh at this 20 years yes. from now and be like, that was so silly, but we're so glad we did it. You know, I think you're onto something. Figuring out life as we live it is a great way to live life. How many times do we not allow ourselves the opportunity to experience new experiences or new learnings because of a lack of flexibility or a lack of adaptability? What What's your take on that? My take on that goes back to when I spent my time in college. So I was telling my wife this story a couple of nights ago. I bought my books for a semester, paid like a thousand bucks for them, got $32 back. It was crazy. So I literally didn't buy the books for the next seven semesters of school, besides the accounting books that we had to like do the, uh, the actual numbers in the book yeah, and turn it in. But I never bought books. And she's like, how the heck did you graduate? And I graduated with honors. I double majored. I worked two jobs throughout college. So and played soccer, my yeah. an NCAA athlete. So I just figured it out. And that's been one of the models of my life. You know, you just figure it out, whether mm. it's your work, whether it's your life, your relationships. If you have that mindset, you know, James, we just go for it as entrepreneurs. Right. But 
you have really special moments and learnings. Like I've made a ton of mistakes with Diane money and doing that. And we'll get into that in a few moments, but that's my mindset is that you figure it out. That's going to be on my tombstone. And it's probably still figuring it out after death. And that's my thing. My tombstone, I've already told my wife, I want memento mori. It's like, remember your death because i think that is not a morbid thought it's a way to really in in reality figure things out while we have the time and the opportunity to figure things out it's funny you talk about the 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 college books because you just took me back my very first well maybe my at that point third entrepreneurial adventure uh, as a sophomore in college that was a really big pain point you spend a thousand dollars you get 30 bucks back but the internet because this was probably like 2001 2002 the internet was still really in its infancy Mm -hmm. and i had a friend call me up from high school who was going to baylor university in texas and he said this college bookstore thing is just not it's not a good it's not a good opportunity for students it's it's hurting us and he said, I know that you could build websites. And he said, let's build something together. And so we built what would become bearswap.com because it's the Baylor Bears. And mind you, this was before Facebook even. Um, and so what we did is we built a community of students to as essentially start swapping books with each other That's to awesome. bypass the bookstore which then we didn't even have a commerce conduit. So it was pretty much just, you know, meet up and trade or, you know, get cash and whatnot. But we probably grew like 10, 15,000 students. Um, He would then go out to local businesses to sell banner ads at the time, which was just running on like a random rotating JavaScript. So it was very early, very elementary if we think back. But what it showed was the potential to a identify common pain points that cause common people problems and then b come up with a solution to solve those problems that really bring people together use technology to bring people together and we were going to take this to different universities and license it to students but right around that time there was someone else out of Harvard who was thinking much bigger about connecting people on the internet and so the Facebook was the end of bear swap, but it was a great lesson back in the day. And, you know, I know it's been a while since we last connected on the podcast and I'm looking forward to catching up around the progress that you've been making, building and now launching Diane money, because I know that there's going to be a lot of lessons that the dear listener can take away for their financial brand, because we are in a new era of banking. So let's, let's start off with where have you been first and foremost, the big lessons that you've learned along this journey here? Yeah, the big lessons. I mean, I feel like I got my master's degree (laughs) and how to hire the wrong uh, development team at first, because I had to fire my first one and then collaborate with Evan Ryan, who's, who's been on your show. You guys had a great episode. Um, And he's really came in to specialize on the AI front of Diane money. So that's been a huge, huge lesson where, okay, you have one bad experience, you know, you spend $60,000 and it gets you nowhere. That's what happened to me. But when that door closed, it really opened up my mind to having a new opportunity, a new 
product really because the design from their standpoint until where it is now it looks a million times better it's a lot cleaner but things actually work right I, I had a product it just didn't work and now this one actually does so it's night and day that's just understanding people and when to push and when not to push because that's not my strong suit i don't like confrontation i'm not very good at that sure but being able to speak up now and giving myself more of a voice too that's been night and day from personal life, professional life, all sorts of life, especially my other company. Yeah. It's been a, a real big point of clarity for me. It's been pretty great. I think what you're speaking into is the idea of the importance of self-awareness when it comes to building and embracing opportunities because you know your unique ability, you know, your growth ability, but at the same time, you are able to transform roadblocks into opportunities. And when I think about just the, the macro vertical of banking, there are a tremendous amount of new opportunities that are, are really present because of the democratization of money, the democratization of banking because of exponential technologies like AI and I mentioned this because you're not a traditional banker per se. So I want to, I want to roll this back because like you said, you, you, you learned a lesson on why it's important to find the right who's. And when you do have a roadblock, that doesn't mean the end. It just means the end of that path. And then a new opportunity will present itself. But I think even something more specific is you had a purpose and a vision that you did not allow that roadblock to pull you off track or to end that journey. So let's roll back to the why. Why build and launch Diane Money in the first place? What's the bigger purpose behind this narrative here? Because once again, you're not a traditional banker per se. Yeah, I'm definitely not. And just being in the financial world since 2008, like terrible but great year to start my financial career, was just really remarkable to see how many people were really struggling because at that point in time i would talk to anyone and everyone with a pulse right Nowadays, i was hustling doing 100 hours a week it was crazy but i realized there's this much bigger systemic problem and it's not only here in america that's why my mtp is to go after helping a billion people on this planet just to utilize this technology to figure out a bigger and better financial future for themselves because using that exponential technology, you can create that exponential organization mm. where you're just leveraging that technology to do the work for you. Right. And I realized people don't know how to do the work. Yeah. So that's the the big thing that I grew up with. Uh, you know, we talked about that in the first episode. It's a great episode for your listeners to go back and listen Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Um, but really, really just taking that pain point out of your life. Because if you have less stress, you're going to be healthier. Yeah. If you're healthier, you're going to be happier. If you're happier, your relationships will be better. If your relationships are better, you'll probably make more money and you'll make better decisions with your money. There's this ripple effect that I'm so incredibly aware of because I've lived this throughout my life. Sure. And you could just use a really simple app to make this happen for you. It's not like you're having to recreate the wheel or really reinvent things, just little 
uh, iterations are going to make your life better. That's the big purpose. That's the why. And, you know, it's named after my mom who yep. passed away a couple of years ago now. And it's just really an honor to honor her. She was the most incredible parent and just so touching. It just was not my parents' strong suit to deal with money. And I just don't want people to feel that pain that we had to go through, not knowing if we were going to have a roof over our head. I mean, it just, that's my big why. And all this could be figured out. It's all a numbers game. Yeah. And that's where the technology comes into play. Just like people feel stressed about money, we understand digital growth can also feel confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming. But it doesn't have to feel this way for you because you can join the Digital Growth University to gain clarity through education, to overcome the fear of the unknown. Build your team's courage with a growth strategy to eliminate the fear of change and increase your confidence with coaching to remove the fear of failure. Visit digitalgrowth.com university to apply. Well, and I'm, I'm grateful you didn't let the initial roadblock of not having the right team to help bring this vision come to life stop you. And that's where I want to come back. You know, ancient Stoic wisdom, Marcus Aurelius would write, you know, the impediment to action becomes essentially the path forward. Or as Ryan Holiday wrote in his book, the obstacle is the way. And Audrey and I have had a conversation about that very book on this podcast. Um, and I think a lot of times when it comes to finances, it's a great way of thinking about, you know, what what is the roadblock? Well, what is the obstacle? Well, that's also the opportunity. And I'm, I'm curious to get your take on this because you have experienced, you know, a roadblock early on. How did you transform that roadblock or that obstacle into an opportunity because I know so many people, particularly within financial services, that they're they want to get to the hundred percent before they launch something. Mm, totally. And so they never even get to launch. And if they do, there's an obstacle, they might just stop and just abandon the whole thing and go back to status quo. How were you able to overcome that early obstacle and transform it into an opportunity? Well, it's a lot easier to just go back to the status quo or go back to what you were doing before. Sure. It's just easier and it's more painful to have that conversation like with my wife. Like, yeah, I made a wrong hiring error. And all it seems like everyone you want to collaborate with, they want to take you through like a coaching program that costs money, or they want to go through your target audience that costs money and all this stuff adds up. And at some point you have to say no, Yeah, <laughs> you have to use the word no and follow your, your intuition because yes, they're getting paid. That's great. But the truth is you don't know who's going to use your product until you put it out there. Sure. That's my big takeaway from this. Like you have to put the product out there and get feedback. And I probably would have liked to have launched this sooner, actually, and just kind of go for it instead of making sure all the little pieces are in place. Yeah. But things are, and it's incredible. But from a feedback standpoint, like I am really, really intrigued about getting feedback about the app. And that that obstacle, James, could have, you know, derailed everything. But I have another business that does very well. It feeds our family and I'm very happy and I love being a hero to my clients. Yeah. But you 
don't become who you are meant to become by doing the status quo. Can you repeat that? You don't become who you were meant to become by doing the status quo. Yeah, you don't become who you were meant to become by repeating the status quo. And that 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 is a call as, as I'm writing in, you know, banking on change now. That is a call to action for all of us to increase our courage to commit to come out of our own caves of complacency. It is so easy to seek solace in the cave of complacency because it presents a pseudo safety. But at the same time, you don't become who you're meant to become by staying stuck in the status quo or staying stuck in the cave of complacency. Uh, I, I'm curious, you know, because this is really a whole new journey. How are you continuously increasing your courage to keep continuing here down this path? What is, what is that, that courage rooted in? Because I'm asking, you know, if we think about the future of finances and right now there's a lot of uncertainty, there's a lot of turmoil within financial services. Um, yeah. The markets have been crazy yeah. during this recording the past year and a half. Yeah. Like, and, and I think it, you know, I, I think about the, the, the recent bank failures and I've been doing some deeper level narrative around this, but there's a confidence crisis, I would say, around banking. But that confidence crisis is symptomatic of a communication crisis. Um, but I'm even thinking, well, maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a courage crisis from a leadership perspective. So let's stay on the point of courage, of, of, of going down and in, in starting something new. Because starting something new can be exhilarating or it can be terrifying and maybe probably a mix of both. It's everything, all the above. I mean, I I literally sent over 300 cold emails to VCs, private equity, right when things were starting to dry up. All the liquidity was starting to dry up last year in 2022, really 2021, actually. And that was like a holy crap moment for me <laughs> because I literally had three meetings out of 300 cold emails. And I would work from... It was like eight o'clock at night to like midnight, one o'clock in the morning after the kids went to bed. And I would look up information about these people and they get customized. And it was right. like really personal instead of like getting a like a nonsense cold email. Yeah. And I got feedback like, you know, the space is overcrowded. It's just not a good time. Blah, 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 blah. You know, every excuse. Most people would have quit right there. Yeah. And that was right in the middle right in the middle of me switching over from the one company over to teammate AI. So I was basically starting over from scratch and spending all the money over again. Most people never would have got to that because courage, but I'm a five follow through. So like, I don't even have like a 10 follow through. I'm not like on that standpoint. And, and but, for context for the dear listener, you're referring you're refer, referring to your Colby profile, which once again is a conversation that Audrey and I had going back. I think it was like in the episode 130 time frame. Um, but yeah, follow through is the amount of energy that you have to see something to to fruition, essentially. Totally, totally. And it just I have a, just a bigger purpose to really help people with their money. Yeah. And I do that with my other company. I do it with this company. 
my courage is just in myself. If you're not betting on yourself, mm. like, like, what's the point? Then? You're just going to go through life and you're going to get to 70 and you're going to regret so many things. And with me being 37 right now, I'm, I just want to go for it. Yeah. You have to go for it. The time is now. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm 41. And as I mentioned before, memento mori that's that to me right there that is my north star of okay i get if i'm lucky 156 158 years to do what i'm doing um and i think the reason for what you're sharing and, and where my thinking is it's it's far bigger than ourselves it's far bigger than the present moment and that's the whole premise of diane money is to help you figure out what you need to do mm. every single month to really give you the simplest path to your destination where you don't have to do the thinking every month and plus from an experience standpoint i want to be very clear on this because this is very true for our personal lives or business lives. If you don't have a business and you work for a company, if you don't know your inflows versus your outflows, you're in trouble. Yeah. Just like a business. If your outflows every single month are more than your inflows, your cash flow, probably gonna go bankrupt. Right. And I think that's why so many people get into trouble is because they don't know if they're spending more than what they're making every month. Mm. And we do a monthly inflow versus outflow analyzer for you based on all your spending. Yeah. So we show you every month, and that's what you pay for. There's so much value in that. If you're spending every month consistently over what you make, there's a problem there. And there's small little adjustments that you could do to fix that Yeah. to get you to where you want to be. And that's why Diane Money's here is to help you with that. You're talking inflow and outflow and habit transformation um, supported and assisted by AI. I, I think about something that I'm experiencing right now personally, trying to optimize my own health and well-being, physical health and well-being, working with a dietitian and nutritionist, analyzing macros, fats, carbs, proteins. I was not aware before working with my coach over the past now three months. When I began, I was under eating protein by about a hundred grams. And so since that time we've locked in macros and, and we're using uh, technology and an app to track all of this. It's my fitness pal. And it's providing clarity into inflows and outflows around these different macros. And so I think, you know, over the course of a day, I can eat like 1,950 calories. And I look at it like budgeting because I have this amount of calories I can eat. How I choose to spend and allocate that, well, that's up to me as long as I'm eating in the percentages of, you know, fats, proteins, and carbs. And it's the technology that has created a tremendous amount of awareness, but also has helped to establish new routines and habits. And to be quite honest, uh, I eat pretty boring at this point because it's just easier <laughs> that way. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see as, as you continue to progress on this journey, how people's thinking 
transforms because they're not having to think. And I think that's the challenge. Where do I even begin with this? How do I even start? Do I even have clarity into what I'm spending money on in the first place? Because once again, habits, behaviors, it's all typically running at a subconscious level. I was just reading some research around, uh, with, with children and financial habits. The majority of children, their financial life is set by the age of seven. Wow. Based upon the patterns and the habits that they're observing as a child through their, their parents. Totally see that. Yeah. Totally see that. Yeah. So when, when we look here, not only is it artificial intelligence, but I think another interesting perspective that you're bringing through Diane Money is helping to people to increase their financial intelligence. And you're doing that through the academy. And I've invested a tremendous amount of time speaking and writing and teaching and coaching financial brands of why and how content and curriculum and coaching can maximize their future growth potential by, by helping their account holders maximize their financial future. So I want to pause and really explore this academy here because I, I see this. It's, it's interesting. You, you have articles, but not just articles. You have quizzes yes. that you're building into the academy. Why do this? Why? Because when you go through the articles and you read them, something's going to stand out to you. When you do the quizzes, it's self-awareness. Mm. Your habits are going to be there. And they're not going to be perfect. They're never going to be perfect. Because I've seen the more money you make, the more money you spend. Mm. Your habits just change that way. So having some form of awareness, it could be through an article. It could be through an actual quiz. Yeah, You know, James, you're not going to get the whole picture right at first. Sure. And people want to get from 100 from, you know, starting at zero, as yeah. you said earlier, just doesn't happen like that. Like life doesn't work like that. That's why I really encourage people to start with one thing, start with one goal, something to aim for, something to navigate towards. You know, Teresa Easler said this on my podcast. She was just incredible. If you don't have a destination in mind, you know, the wind will blow you any direction it's going to go. You're, you're just not going to know where you're going to end up. So that's why I say focus on one thing. And the truth is, for the past 20, 10, 30, whatever years of your life, you've probably reached goals that you haven't celebrated. You know, it's a band, big Dan Sullivan-ism. You've done things in your past that you should be super proud of. Right. And keep celebrating that. And I want people to be celebrated. And it's all about awareness. Mm. And when you're aware, you reach goals. And once we hit speaking of goals, 100,000 users on a platform, we're going to be giving away a $30,000 vacation to one of the users or one of the people on the platform um, to help celebrate that. And it, we're going to be really giving from a platform standpoint. We're always going to be wanting to be giving something away and helping people. Right. And even when you share the app with people, that's going to help um make you qualify for these things too. I just want to really help people. And part of my unique ability is giving. So giving people that clarity and confidence, but also these really fun rewards and things to aim for. 
Um, because I think a lot of people want to travel and they don't know how to afford it. Yeah. And that's going to be a big part of the planning of what we do for our users at Diane Mun. Well, you talk about travel to experience and I, you know, look at, and I've had some conversations on the podcast about this is essentially redefining what wealth is. I think so many times we think about wealth is just, you know, dollars and cents, but there, there wealth can be found through experiences. Wealth can be found through relationship. Wealth can be found through health and, and well-being and spirituality. There's, I'm looking at really kind of like the five dimensions of wealth um, now and how do we measure, how do we quantify, how do we track progress? And it all comes back to goals. Um, and, and this is where, you know, as, as we start to wrap up, I want to, I want to document this. Um, and, and I'm curious to get your take and I'm going to come back to another Dan Sullivan idea, but, um, I've kind of framed this around the coffee, what I call the coffee and cocktail question. Um, so Bill, we're having coffee or we're having cocktails. It's three years from now. First and foremost, the most important part of this question is what are we drinking? Is it coffee or is it cocktails? Oh, I love coffee. I'm a big coffee fan. So okay. all, all coffee all day. So what are you drinking? What type of co- how do you how are you going to take your coffee three years from today? Is black, like straight up black is all good. Intelligentsia has the best coffee for me. But you know, if it's at nighttime, we could have a nice glass of Malbec because my wife's from Argentina. That's okay, all good too. So uh, I mean, hey, depends, depends on the on time. time de- depends on the time of day. So so we'll 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 either have coffee in the morning or we'll have a Malbec in the evening. There we go. And we're having a conversation and we look back to this discussion here today. What has happened for you with Diane money from this conversation to three years into the future? And you're just happy with the progress. What does that look like for you? I mean, literally if we solve one person's financial future, it's worth everything. Like if we help them figure that out because it's one less household that is going to deal with that stress is going to deal with that anxiety or not knowing if you have a roof over your head or food on your plate. Like I've really grown my financial brand into helping people with the whole retires you desire process and lifestyle. And happiness for me is if I'm able to spend time as I choose to with my wife and kids, first and foremost, family first, and then the business is using the technology to help people. I literally want to take this technology to South America, to Europe, over into Asia and in you know all these different places because the technology is universal. Is this real universal? When we start to expand to other countries, that will make me happy as well. Yeah. Because we know that the product is being proven in the marketplace that there's a need for it. Um and you know one of the lessons going back to the earlier part is, you know, protect your IP. Like I've with, with Keegan with Caldwell IP, you know, I have the master patent for the technology. So I own all of our technology, which is huge. Sure. I own all of that. And then we filed for additional um, kitty patents or additional patents for new features. It's just, being able to leverage this or allowing other people to use the technology that we've created would be incredible for me and really get it to other places into other people's hands. I don't need to reinvent the wheel, but if we can make a difference in people's lives, which I know we can, yeah, 
that's going to make me happy, man. It's little things. It's little things. It's really an inexpensive way to get your money together. Really inexpensive because you go to Starbucks once and it's the cost of that per month. Literally. It's so simple. So I'm just excited about the future. As long as we are making people's lives better, that's three years from now, a week from now, 10 years from now. Giddy up. Let's do it. Let's make this happen and we'll figure it out. Giddy up. Let's do it. I love that. And I love what you're doing um, with Diane Money Bill. What's the best way? You know, someone's listening and they're like, I want to collaborate with him. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm inspired by the future that Bill is looking to create for others. What's the best way for them to connect with you? What's the best way them for them to learn from you? How, how can they do that? If you want to connect with me, uh, email is best. It's Bill, B-I-L-L, at DianeMoney.com. Um, if you want to use the app, we're on all the app stores, the Google, Apple, Android, the whole nine. Um, it's called the Diane Money app. It's got this really cute picture of what my mom used to look like, with her glasses and the hair. I mean, you got to check out the app or just look at it anyways. It's really cute. Um, our developers did a great job with that. Um, Callum was incredible. But... And then the academy. This is really cool. You want value that's like not like aiming you towards a place, which a lot of content is nowadays, which you know and you preach about this. You have to give value. This is why you're incredible. Um, but go to dianemoney.com. Really take the quizzes. See if you know there's something missing in your financial life that, you're like, hey, I didn't think of that. That's one of our big aims is to get your brain thinking as to what could be better. And it's just little stuff that can be better. So really excited to help you out in the future and collaborate with uh, new listeners. Well, thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for joining me for this conversation. And thank you for all that you're doing with Diane Money. I'm very, very excited for you, man. Uh, you are an incredible host, very gracious. And it's always great to spend time with you. Always, always, always. And until next time, as always, be well, do good, be the light. Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. To get even more practical and proven insights along with coaching and guidance, visit digitalgrowth.com insider to join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs. Until next time, be well and do good.